Welcome back to Time for Nach. We're still on our journey. We're the 25th Perek of Sefer Shmuel Aleph. And we start on a sad note. Shmuel Hanavi dies. He's buried in his home in Ramah. David tra- travels to Midbar Paran and sends messages to Naval. Who is Naval? So Naval was having a feast celebrating the shearing of his sheep. Sounds like he was very wealthy. And David requests food. Now, David previously had helped Naval's shepherds and protected them, but this time Naval refused to give David food, his messages food, and he was very disrespectful for David and, to David himself. He even taunted David for descending from a Moabite woman from Rus. And this, by the way, the Gemara picks up, and it's mentioned in Tehillim as well, was a theme. They initially didn't want to accept David Amelech as a king because he came from, from Moab. You're not supposed to come from Moab. But David argued time and time again, as did his supporters, that that which you're not allowed to marry someone from Moab is only a Jewish woman marrying a Moabite man. You are allowed to marry a Moabite woman. Why? Because the whole reason you can't marry Moab is what they did, what they did, and their Murray as well, what they did in terms of cursing us and not providing food for us. But that was only male-centric. Only the males in the desert were supposed to provide food for the Jewish people when they went to their land. So, uh, only the males were, to, were, you know, Bilal was a male, but the women were nothing to do with that. The women uh, were nothing to do with that, although it is interesting that there were some Moabite women who clearly were something to do with it because those were the princesses, you know, the Cosby and Zimri episode. Uh, you know, so they, they were the prince, princesses uh, who did try and get Kalani Shal to sin, but nevertheless, the Gemara says, Amoin, Amoni, Vlamonis, Ma'avi, Vlo, Moabis. Uh, and therefore, you can marry a Moabite woman. And that David defended himself. That's what he said. By the way, back to our story. Um, we saw that Naval was disrespectful to David. He refused to allow David to have food or at least to provide him with food. And David decides to instruct his men to kill Naval for effectively rebelling against the king. I Meaning he was a king and, David, and Naval was rebelling. One of Naval's servants informs Naval's wife called Avigail about exactly what happened. Now, Avigail, we're going to see, is uh, going to have a future with David. But nevertheless, um, it's because of Avigail's quick actions that her husband, Naval, is not killed by David. What happened? Naval, after he became sober from his party, Avigail said exactly what he did to him. Um, and, uh, and even though initially he'd uh, saved, um, even though initially um, he, uh, Abigail, sorry, had saved Naval from David Amelech, but Abigail did give some of the food to David, effectively. Um, and after Naval sobered up at this, uh, this uh, party, Abigail told this and he died of a heart attack. Died of a heart attack. Now, that happened 10 days later. It was the heart attack and the death, or the illness and the death, happened 10 days later. Um, and David Amelach praised Hashem for punishing those who were doing things wrong. And David then sends for Abigail to marry her, uh, in addition to his other wife, who's called Achinoam. Shaul, meanwhile, um, gave Michal, his daughter, to Palti ben Laish. I think earlier made this mistake, and we said that Merav was given to Palti ben Laish. It was Michal given to Palti ben Laish, even though Michal was already married to David HaMelech, of course, um, and Palti ben Laish himself put a sword between them in relations, 
that we mistakenly attributed to Merav beforehand. The Radak and Perak Kafei Posak Mem Gimel asked, why did Shaul do this? In fact, the Gemara asked why, what exactly was the argument? Why could Shaul give David's king, David's wife, to someone else? He says there was a halachic argument about whether David Hamelech's marriage, his kiddushin to Michal, was effective because it was maybe alone, it was intangible, uh, it didn't have halachic effect. Now that's the Redak's discussion over there. But the Redak also says that maybe David divorced Michal because he was on the run, he didn't want to leave her in Aguna, um, or that maybe he was forced to divorce her, which is interesting, that should be valid. Um, the Ralbag finally says, as we said before, that Palti didn't touch Michal because he believed that she was, quite correctly, David HaMelech's rightful wife. It's a busy Perek, um, but I'm glad we've corrected our earlier mistake in terms of who Palti Ben Laish married. Uh, and we're going to go on to Perek Chafav. Please God tomorrow.